0: Hey, welcome to The Centre Podcast. We're a church based in
1: Dural, Sydney, who love Jesus and want to share the message of hope that He brings for all people. We pray that you're blessed by this word and that it reveals God's love
2: for you in a new way. Enjoy. Morning, everyone. Um, in case you didn't hear, my name's Brad. Um, and uh, me and my wife, Emma, um, we're expecting our new baby uh, at the end of January next year. Um, Yes, very exciting. Um, So, so far I've received some preemptive Father's Day gifts from a few people since we found out. Um, Emma got me a mug that says, um, this is what an awesome dad looks like, which I thought was really nice and really lovely. And then some of my mates um, bought me a stubby holder that says, danger, grumpy old man. Um, and that's probably a bit more reflective of my mood after um, staying up late and watching soccer with them most weeks, actually. So, um, so yeah, we've started getting a few bits and pieces ready uh, for our baby, starting to get the room ready, starting to get some clothes. And for me, I've started trying to learn, a bit, learn some of the things uh, I will need to know as a dad. Um, I know for Father's Day some isn't easy and uh, for... Me, that includes my family as well. Um, My dad passed away just before I turned three. And then um, my granddad passed away about two years later. So, um, growing up, I didn't really have a prominent male role model around. um, And for me, that meant I just had a different experience to to what other people did. Um, And when I was growing up, Father's Day uh, was pretty hard. But... um, oh excuse me, as the years went on it became a day that sort of just came and went, it wasn't really on our radar, Um, we'd have a little family I guess meal like a lunch or something like that but apart from that you sort of begin to tune out all the Father's Day ads, all the things you hear on the radio, it just sort of didn't become a part of what our life was um, or what my experience was. But now, um, as I am about to enter a new season of life, fatherhood, um, it has me thinking about um, what makes a good father. Um, I haven't had the physical presence of one, but with my faith in God, um, we've had him to, to guide me and to, to learn from. So I've just got three little things that I've been dwelling on over the past uh, week or so. Um, and So I'll just refer to them now. Um, from Revelation 1 verse 8. Um, I've taken it. he's constant and dependable he's the alpha and the omega who was and he is and is to come um, he hasn't stopped being a father over all of us just like I'm sure all the dads out there know they haven't ever stopped being dads no matter how old your children get um, another thing he is loving um, from Nehemiah chapter 9 verse 17 You are a forgiving God, gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love. I kind of cheated there and there's a lot of things in that verse which, um, uh, yeah, but it's a beautiful illustration um, of what a father uh, can be, I guess. Forgiving, gracious, compassionate, abounding in love and one that I'm sure I might find tricky as my child is growing up, slow to anger, but um, something that I can work on as I go. Um, And... Finally, full of wisdom, um, from Proverbs 2, verse 6: For the Lord gives wisdom; from His mouth come knowledge and understanding. And I just pray, as I go forward, I'm sure for all the dads out there as well, um, that we're granted the wisdom uh, to raise our children in a way that glorify Him. Thank you. Happy Father's Day.
0: Thanks, Brad. I come to you today, on Father's Day, as a dad of 37 years' experience and as a granddad of eight years' experience. And the first thing I'd like to say to you is, wear a hat. Otherwise, you might get a skin cancer and the doctor will have to cut a piece out of you and stitch you up and put a big Band-Aid on you and you feel dorky in front of people when you're talking to them. Um, Murray asked me a week and a half or so ago if I'd do this and I, I um, thought, yeah, I can do that. That's good. But then I realised quite a hard gig to stand up and talk about being a dad and a granddad. Sue's first advice to me was, don't tell them all about how wonderful you were as a dad and how well they've turned out and make all the other dads feel inferior. <laughs> so I thought oh, okay, I'll tell them some of the bad stuff as well. (laughs) But then I read Proverbs 15 that said, the mouths of fools pour out folly. So I thought, oh, I don't want to look like a fool pouring out all the folly of all the things I did wrong. So take it as it is. This is how um, a few thoughts I had, and I've cut down on the negatives quite a bit. In Proverbs it says, listen to the instruction of your father. I've been reading Proverbs lately. And it says that a lot of times. And children need to listen to their fathers because fathers are teachers. Whether they like it or not, whether they know it or not, our children do learn from us. Quite often, um, I'll open my mouth and I'll hear my father talking and I'll say the things he used to say. And inwardly, I groan. I think, oh, Dad, why are you talking out of my mouth? I also see our grandchildren. Copying their parents and the saying the sorts of things and the mannerisms and all that sort of thing. So children do learn from us. So we've got to be careful that we're setting the right example as dads and as mums for our children. Um, we always prayed for our children, right from at least conception, maybe even before that, that uh, that they would be godly, that they'd know God, that they'd grow up to be um, good adults and, yeah, prayed for all the little bits and pieces that were going wrong in their lives and and caring for them. We might have been walking on the beach or walking around the block or praying last thing at night when we got into bed but quite often we'd fall asleep in that one. So praying for children, I think, is an important thing for dads and mums to do. We developed, we um, chose our church in in relation to our children's needs we figured no matter what we ch- church we went to we had our faith sort of secure we wouldn't get too messed up even if we went to a pretty crook church but this church um, our girls played netball here before we came to church our girls went to school with a lot of the kids from this church and so it was very natural for them to be accepted in this church. And um, Yeah, when we started coming here, they had their friends already and that was good. They also had a a good um, youth group here and youth leaders who nurtured our girls. We have two girls, incidentally. Um, And so that's put them in good stead. They're still going to churches with their um, husbands and families. So that was a good thing for us to do. We had a number of uh, family traditions um, that sort of... um, knitted our, fa- our family together, I think. When we first bought our house here at Cherrybrook, um, we didn't have very much money and it was Amy's fifth birthday coming up. So we bought... I think we spent a princely sum of $14 on presents for Amy. And to stretch it out, to make it look more impressive, we wrapped each one uh, individually and hid them in rooms of the house and she- Amy had to go around looking for her presents and that sort of... Uh, spun them out. Well, the girls really enjoyed that game. So every birthday for uh, both our girls, they had to go and find their birthday presents around the house. And that became a good uh, family tradition. Another family tradition that we had is uh, going on holidays. Now, Sue and I were both teachers. That gave us four holidays a year, but didn't give us a lot of money so um, we bought a camper trailer and that allowed us to get affordable holidays and we'd go away um, each pretty much each holiday and a camper trailer isn't very big and four of us stuck in the little camper trailer was really good for the bonding we had to get on well with one another then our girls started to develop into adulthood and as a father i had to learn to allow them to um, have their freedom to Cut the family ties. Well, not cutting family ties, but, you know, um, grow up. Um, and even as adults, we have to care for them. Um, God the Father never stops fathering us, and we're never to stop fathering our children, even into adulthood. And grandfathering. One thing we do for our children is we look after their children when they need help. Um, but grandfathering's a wonderful time. I recommend it. Um, we babysit the uh, grandchildren fairly often, and so that's a good time of getting to know them and bonding with them. We need to give them time, and as retirees, we have time. We can give them. Get on the floor with them, uh, play with them, and share our faith with Jesus. Our faith in Jesus with them. One thing I thought of—it kept coming to my mind when I thought of this talk—was. Um, a time that, uh, this is one of my big failures, um, a time when one of our children needed some help for some reason. I'm not quite sure. and They went to Sue and said, can you help me with this? And uh, Sue said, I'll go and see Dad. And I happened to be on the computer. Now, I may have been preparing school lessons, but maybe I was playing computer games. Anyway, when Sue said, go see Dad, the reply came back to her... Daddy's busy. And I think that's a real indictment on some of my attitudes uh, in um, fatherhood that I didn't have the time or her perception was I wouldn't even get off the computer to help her when she needed the help. Whether we're fathers or not, we can be fathers to others. In the church situation, we can uh, mentor young people in our church and be a father to them. Or maybe there's someone we know, some family we know that are lacking a father and we can be a father figure to them. So even as non-fathers, we can be a father to people. I've got three um, verses in, uh, from the Bible that sh- um, show God's love for us and uh, as a father and we can um, identify with. In John, uh, 1 John 3, it says, See what love the Father has lavished on us. Lavish, I like that word. We're to be copious in our love. We're to love always and we're to love equally, not have favourites. Philippians 4 says, My God will meet all your needs according to his riches in glory. It shows that he's the provider. And as fathers, we are the providers uh, to our children. But we also remind them that God is our ultimate provider of all things we need. And in 1 Thessalonians 3, it says, May our God and Father clear the way for us to come to you. I like that expression, clear the way. As fathers, we can clear the way for our children to grow up into adulthood and into loving God. Give them experiences and share our faith with them so that they can be able to grow and advance. And then beyond Father's Day, I'd like to say to each one of us, not just fathers... Let us all strive to be more godlike so that we can um, deal with all the people that we know and uh, nurture one another. Thank you.
1: Well, good morning, church. How are we doing? Uh, For those who don't know me, my name's Colin. Um, I have a wonderful wife, Julia. Um, I have three children, a six-year-old, a two-year-old and a newborn. I should probably learn their names. (laughs) But seriously, being a dad of young children is hard. I mean, there's the whole sleep deprivation that Mitch was talking about. It's often been said that having kids that uh, are up all at night, it's like hostage negotiation, but in reverse. You stay in there. What do you want? I'll give you anything you want just to stay in there. Uh, But but seriously, today I want to talk a bit about um, uh, generations and and how important uh, having a good role model can be, not only for uh, the children, but for the children's children and the generations to come. Um, It's inspired, my, my sort of mini talk today is inspired from a song ...by Sarah Groves, uh, with that aptly named title, Generations. Um, The whole premise of this, this song is that the choices we make today... ...may, and most likely, will have an impact on future generations. Now, in the song, she writes, Remind me of this with every decision. Generations will reap what I sow. I can pass on a curse or a blessing to those I will never know. And as a dad, we have a really important uh, role to play about passing on a good legacy to our children and to those around us. You see, we can pass on a curse or we can pass on the blessing. Now, my dad, I want to talk a bit about my dad, and hopefully he's, he's watching right now. If not, he can replay it. Um, on YouTube anyway, that's the wonder of technology, right? Uh, actually, Dad, if you are watching, a little, little uh, test here, see if you can write a comment um, and good luck. <laughs> um, my dad was someone that changed the course of generations to come by coming to Christ at the age of 28. Whilst there was some sort of nominalism in his family, his trajectory in life was, well, he wasn't heading for the pearly gates, that's for sure. Um, he had a radical transformation and decided that the best way to live is for Christ. And he met my mum shortly after his conversion. He's been a real rock uh, in my life, a true fatherly figure, and has always encouraged me to read my Bible, uh, worship God wholeheartedly, and to pray consistently. Now, as a result of this life-changing decision at that moment of 28 years old his son me i'm now following christ and perhaps and i hope one day my children make that decision too and take grasp of the faith now you see in psalm 145 verse 4 it says this one generation shall uh, commend your works to another One generation shall commend your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. Perhaps the biggest thing that has stood out about my my dad is his willingness to disciple young, uh, other young adult men. He is affectionately known by this group of men as Gandalf the Grey. He is seen as this wise, spirit-led warrior that has a genuine interest in your life He started discipling these these men about 20 years ago, and he still catches up with most of these blokes regularly. Again, what an impact he will have on future generations by discipling fathers and men of this current generation. So I'd like to play this song. It's called Generations Now, and hopefully it will spur all of us to think about the decisions that we make today what the impact they will have in the future for the kingdom. Especially, I want us men to think about the role that we can play in other people's lives and how we can impact future generations for the better. Oh, and by the way, this uh, artist, Sarah Groves, is one of my dad's favourite artists too.
3: results of her choices are vast. Eve was the first, but she wasn't the last. And if I were honest with myself, had I been standing at that tree, my mouth and my hands would be covered with fruit. Things I shouldn't know and things I shouldn't say. Can pass on a curse or a blessing. Thanks so
1: much for joining us. Don't forget to rate and subscribe to help others discover this channel. Check out the description if you want to find out more or get in touch with us at the center journal. But in the meantime, praying for God's hand over you as you continue to step into everything Jesus has in store for your life. Be blessed.